following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. I am your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday on the BICBP radio network. And before we get into our show, let's hear a message from our sponsor. Hello, Mrs. Lindsay. William. Hello, Stephen. You're not by any chance computer shopping, are you? Mm-hmm, if I can get some help. Well, right now, you can get a complete Dell system with an Intel Pentium 3 processor, plus all of this for just $7.99. Really? She's intrigued. Excellent. Because right now, you can get free shipping. Unbelievable. And as far as service and support, Dell's won more awards than any other PC company in the last five years. It's real easy. Just call or go online. Tell them what you want, and right to your front door comes America's favorite PC. Thanks, Steven. Now you can get a Dell desktop with an Intel Pentium 3 processor and six months of America Online Internet service for just $7.99. Call or go online today and shipping is free. There's great deals on notebooks too. Dude, you're getting a Dell. Easy to buy, easy to own, easy as Dell. Thank you, Dell, for sponsoring us and getting things going. So today is a... I don't... (laughs) It's an eye-opening day, I think, for me, as uh, I'm doing a Matrix retrospective, and I brought in the Matrix man himself. Yes, sir. Mr. Bryce Benjamin of Sports Your Enthusiasm. How you doing, Bryce? Yes, sir. I'm Man, we're talking about the Matrix. I'm doing excellent, man. It's Taco Tuesday, you know, feeling feeling wonderful, about to eat tacos and talk about the Matrix. What What is better than that? <laughs> All right. By the time I get done with this, I, I can tell you a lot of things. Oh man! Oh, oh man! All right, man. All right. I'm, I'm I'm curious to hear what you got to say. All right. So before we get into it, let's take a listen to the first Matrix trailer. so sure was real what if you were unable to wake from that dream how would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world it's the question that drives us near what is the matrix it is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth you are a slave born into a prison for your mind the matrix is a system neo that system is our enemy try to realize the truth what truth there is no spoon human beings are a disease a cancer of this planet you are a plague and we are the cure 
cure. So you're here to save the world. I'm trying to free your mind, Mia. But I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through. It seems that you've been living two lives. I've seen an agent punch through a concrete wall. Men have emptied entire clips of them and hit nothing but air. Everyone who has fought an agent has died. But where they have failed, you will succeed. So do you need guns? Lots of guns. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. Mr. Anders. What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Mia. I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. thoughts this is this is where it gets really cool because i like doing this with you i like doing it with like matt matt johnson and everything else because i was in high school when this came out uh-huh so the first one blew my mind mm-hmm. with everything i don't know how it, how it worked for you if you want to the the first matrix you know i'm I, you know what i'm not even coming in warm or nothing man i'm going straight for it the yeah. first matrix the very first matrix is the most important action movie of this generation of action movies i'm going to repeat that the first matrix movie is the most important action movie for this generation of action movies and when i say this generation i'm talking to basically anything 2000 and up i can the, yeah, I could. So, yeah. And and the reason I say that just the story, the the special effects, the fighting sequences, the dialogue, like everything about the first matrix for an action movie was just spot on perfect for me. For me. For me. All right, let me let me make sure I pre- uh, uh emphasize that. Um it appeases to every age group, right? Like, uh, this movie came out in 99. I was eight years old, and I'm hooked on the, the kung fu fighting. The kung fu fighting and the gunshots, the, the bullet time, slow motion, dodging bullets. Like, that that appeases, you know, a little eight-year-old kid like myself. That appeases me when I was 16. To this day, 29 years old, that's still some cool cool stuff that I'm watching. You know what I'm saying? So... Now, as I get older, now I can dive deeper into the movie and enjoy the dialogue aspects of the movie. Watching the, the, um, the interview where Agent Smith has Morpheus and, you know, just kind of talking to him, trying to crack his skull to get those codes, the codes of Zion's uh, security, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that dialogue, like that's elite dialogue right there for me. Like, I'm like, man, like I, I, that put me... You know, that's not something I was looking for as a little kid, but as you get older, that's something that you appreciate. The way that they just set up the story, everything, everything about this movie was was too perfection for me. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little biased. I am, like I said, I, I love the Matrix. So, but still, man, like everything about it, spot on. I think you're right because after the, this, in the 2000s, 
the early 2000s was that whole stop motion thing. Everything in video games was stop motion. Yes. Uh, this was stop motion, you know, getting shot at, and then all of a sudden it, I think it was Trinity, she jumps up in the air. Yes. Everything stops, the room rotates, and that was pretty mind-blowing for the times. because That I mean, was crazy, right? Yeah. Like, yo, I've never seen nothing like that. Like you see slow motion. We've seen the slow motion, like the, you know, they run in the Baywatch, you know, the Baywatch jog. They're on the beach. They're doing a slow motion. We've seen that. I've never seen, no somebody jump up in the air, time freezes, it rotates around the room so you get the full 360 perspective. I'm like, yo, what the hell did I just see? Did you see that? Did you see that? That's, That's the reaction. Yeah. That was like the first thing that I noticed when I was rewatching it. When I watched it, when I was in high school, it was more uh, the way that we were just in this simulation, you know, that like blew my mind. And of course, you know, I think I was, this came out in 99. I was either a sophomore or a junior, depending on exactly when it came out, but a sophomore or junior. So, you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, is this all just a simulation? Do I because re- not too many kids really enjoy school. So you're like, do I even gotta be here? Is there right. a better thing out there? So it got me thinking that way, but now now it still holds I'm not gonna lie. The first one I still enjoy. I could watch the first one. And just everything about it between the wonder. Uh, going to see the Oracle and choices yes. and, and choices yes. and is he the one or isn't he the one? What exactly is going on there? What the hell is the one? They never answered that question. It's, <laughs> that, that, it's, it's, it's like we 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 get what it was. It's the it's the prophecy fulfiller, right? Like we understand yeah. that, but it was never no clear cut like this is the this is the great messiah like he's like the one you know what i'm saying like and that's that concept is is like he's godly <laughs> like they basically like this dude is a walking god amongst us to save us to bring us salvation i think the only time they really touched on what the one was is morpheus was talking about saying the one is going to come that can manipulate the matrix from within mm-hmm. the and other than that, that's that's all it was. So I, I still enjoy the first one. I'm not man, that, And just that concept, man, like you said, we're in a computer simulation and we're basically food for <laughs> a computer AI. We're basically batteries. And they're the freedom fighters trying to save, trying to trying to save humanity. Like, it's so many layers. It's so many layers to this movie. It's so many layers to this franchise. It just goes deep and deep and deep. Now, as we go further here, as we move along, it is it does get a little wild, all right? It does get a little wild. I will admit that. It does get, it does get really, really, really wild. The first one, <laughs> the first one was good. And the other thing about the first one, too, is 99, let's see, AOL, I kind of put it stamp on that or everybody kind of had a home computer probably around 95 like the majority of the people so yeah. this is only four years away of that where, where most people just know computer as like i know i knew a lot of other kids that could do some crazy stuff with computers but the average person just knew aol 
you got right. mail, you click on this, you go into this. Yeah, chat rooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So to have this movie, it was like, wow, the internet like huge and there's something bigger. So mm-hmm. that was the that was the other thing that really got me going. Is they on- downloaded Kung Fu into his mind. Imagine that. Imagine sitting here right now, Andrew. You and I are just sitting here, and then you just decide, you know what? I want to learn jujitsu right now. And you just press a button, and then all of a sudden, five seconds later, you know jujitsu. That is ridiculous. Who comes up with some concepts like that? That is ridiculous. I don't even think if that was done before. I, I, I don't think it has, but I'm trying to deep deep dive into my brain if I come up with if I think of something because there, there's some things where I'll get at the end of all this where I'm like it, it might have been kind of done before so with that one being done the matrix is done let's uh take a listen to the matrix matrix reloaded trilogy that came out in 2003 It's him. Do we proceed? Yes. He is still only human. All of our lives, we have fought this war. Tonight, I believe we can end it. That's a nice trick. Huh. Upgrades. Mr. Anderson. Surprised to see me? He's always found a way to copy himself. Now there's more than one of them. A lot more. The machines are digging. They're boring from the surface straight down to Zion. There is only one way to save our city. Neo. What happens if I fail? Then Zion will fall. They need you. I need you. prophecy is true what if tomorrow the war could be over isn't that worth fighting for isn't that worth dying for okay this is where it gets really weird because we start to know a little bit more and we find out that zion's under attack and the sentinels are coming the machines are coming Mm -hmm. 
we'll get more into this is because this is really this one that now that I think about it is really weird because Neo not only are they fighting the machines like on they're also going up against Agent Smith. He's not Agent Smith no more. Now he's just Smith. Oh, sorry, Smith. Yeah, Smith. They just going. They got Smith, and then they got the machines to worry about. And that was interesting. And then you get it more into what is the Matrix, how the Matrix was created, uh, more choices. Everything's a choice. I kind of, I, I do kind of enjoy that. But how did you feel about the second one? Whew, all right, man. Where do I start on this one? So, all right. So let's back up a little bit to the the, the first Matrix. Uh, we discover Neo's the one. He yeah. he's the one that can manipulate the Matrix. He can bend it at his will, and he's the strongest being. He's a god in the Matrix. At, at you know, essentially, right? He can stop bullets. Okay. So now we're we're basically. I like to look like compared to like Dragon Ball Z. Like now, you know, he's Goku. And Goku just went Super Saiyan. Now he realizes he has this, this insane power and he could kind of do whatever he wanted to do. So this is pretty much Neo, right? Mm-hmm. So now, like you said, now we're getting deeper into things where we are starting to actually, we see Zion. We actually see the city of Zion in this movie, right? We yeah. learned that, you know, we learned in the first Matrix movie what, what happened where they, they're trying to fight in, uh, artificial intelligence, which, you know, got its own mind, took over the world. They block out the sun. And for them to stay alive, they have to move towards the center of the earth, right? Yeah. So we, we learned a lot of information there, man. Like the, like the way that they, they, that they provide information um, with the storytelling in these movies is, is amazing to me. But um, now we're seeing Neo at his, at, his potential, at his full potential, right? We're seeing Neo flying around. He, uh, he, he, you know, agents, like the big bad agents, everybody ran from agents. Like the movie, the first Matrix movie, it started off with Trinity running from an agent, right? So Neo was whooping out the, the agents like it's nothing. Like the agents can't mess with Neo. He killed Agent Smith in the first Matrix, and now Agent Smith comes back as like Smith, which he's kind of like a virus, right? I think that's the irony of the character Smith. Yeah. He, he- in, in the first Matrix, he gives the whole um his his uh his uh uh what's the word I'm looking his soliloquy about how the human race is like a virus because we just use our resources and move on when it's depleted. So then he gets destroyed by Neo in the first movie. He comes back and he's able to basically replicate himself and spread himself like what he said humans were a virus. So it kind of comes full circle. With that character, I'm sorry, bro, but my mind goes deep on you. No, no, so that's fine. Stay, that's fine. stay with me. Stay with me. Thank you. <laughs> so now he's coming back as the virus, the, the Smith character, and he's able to manipulate his his whatever his micro DNA to other Matrix people that's plugged in still, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's um, there's thousands of Smiths running the world, running the, running around the Matrix because that's how he slipped into the real world. Yes, yes, food, and then they yes. let him in. And they, yes, so a freed mind, and that was another crazy concept. Smith cannot be contained, life finds a way, right? Yeah. That's Jurassic Park, by the way. That's Jurassic. Smith cannot be contained. So, Smith he realizes, I don't think, I think he just took a stab in the dark. I don't think he knew this would this will work. 
So there's a free mind now like that lives in Zion. They're free. They're plugged into the matrix. He takes over their body while they're in the matrix because they're plugged in at that time. But now he's able to go into the real world through that person. So now Smith has broken the barrier of the matrix, just like these other people that can plug in and out. And now he's in the real world to go and do whatever he set out to have his heart desire to do. So again, layers is so many layers with this movie franchise, bro. Yeah. I think though in this one where the first one had a good mix of dialogue and action. This one, it's like, really, we're doing more action. It seemed like a Michael, <laughs> it seems like a Michael Bay, like a Michael Bay movie. Yes, yes, no, yes. No, they they got to go get the key master to unlock. Yes, them. that's pretty much his whole premise. Is they're gonna go, they're gonna get the key master, they're gonna <laughs> open up this door, find the secrets of the Matrix, and. Mm-hmm be able to save Zion. So that whole part where they're trying to save the key master and it was cool. I'm not going to lie, but it just seemed like it took forever. And it did. Ever, and it was it like did. action on top of action on top of that. And it was that like, they, they doubled down on the action, right? That's what they did. Yeah. They seemed they, they, they took what they did in the first matrix and they literally tripled it. They didn't even double down. They tripled it because it's pretty much an action scene almost like every 15 minutes of that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where it and there's And they're phenomenal action scenes, though. It's not like it's not like they're bad action scenes. It's just that it's you're getting it's it's like okay here here have some water finish this bottle of water. Fifteen minutes later, okay here's another bottle of water, and that's your act another action scene, right? Like it just continues. Yeah. At some point, you got you know you want to pee. I see. I'm at the point though, where <laughs> I remember watching this in the theaters. I went to the theaters to go see this one, and. It was good. I liked it. But now it seems like, oh, my goodness. Do we really need this much shooting, this much karate? Do we need the explosions? Do we need this? Do we need that? <clears throat> and I felt like in this one, because that first one, like you said, it set up everything so perfectly with dialogue, telling the story and everything else. This one, it seemed like they were like a giant action sequence. A little bit of talking where you know you get kind of a picture and then more you know giant giant action sequence or even just the celebration like zion turned into a rave when they were like that was fire at the morpheus speech yo morpheus's speech that's one of the top five speeches in movie history in my lifetime morpheus's speech gets me lit every time i watch it like sometimes I just gotta get hyped up real quick before I go to the gym or something. I might watch a Morpheus speech, that 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 specific Morpheus speech. This is Zion, and we are not afraid. You can't tell me he wasn't that didn't give you no trembles, man. Come on. It didn't. It just it, what? Was, it was good. But oh, it that was excellent. Like, These machines. Like I said, though, it was like. The only dialogue that really got me in Zion was between the council member and Neo. Mm-hmm. And they're talking and he's like down there and he's talking about the machines. He knows he needs them. Yeah. But he's not sure what they exactly what they do. 
right how to fix them or anything like that and it kind of got me thinking about today like we use computers we use tvs and all this stuff and and or even i have a sprinkler system i still don't know how to use it because everybody in texas has a sprinkler system but it's something that you kind of need but you're not quite sure how it works i'm at that point i'm not sure how it works but (laughs) I know, you know I need yeah, it. You know you need it. Yeah. I know I need it. It was very. It was kind of cool that that one got to me where we need these machines, but we're not quite. A lot of us are not quite sure what they do or what their full capability is. Right. I feel you. I feel you. So you that, know, I I, I like uh, I, so the dialogue in this one wasn't as good as in the first movie, right? We could both agree on that. Not even close, right? But um, I do feel though. There was still this one wasn't necessarily like the back and forth dialogue. It was more of like the monologues. And this was yeah. like the movie for monologues because Agent Smith had a really nice monologue. Yeah, when he's talking about purpose, you know, yeah. purpose to drive you, purpose, you know, that that was like fire. But it's not a back and forth between him, him and Neo. That was really interesting. It was what him going off as he dis, as he displays that he has be the ability to copy himself to Neo. So that that was a fire scene. The Morpheus speech, uh, the Oracle telling Neo what Smith is. He's your negative. He's your opposite. Yeah. He's your dark to your light. Like that's cr- that's a crazy concept. Like that's like the yin and yang factor of it, right? That's the yin and that's the martial another martial arts reference in my opinion. Yeah, that's done in a lot of movies though. That's done in a lot of movies. That's fair. That's fair. That's done. That's fair. A, it's done in a lot. So so they're they're paying homage to those older martial arts movies or other movies that did that before yeah. it's time. So yeah. let's say that, right? Yeah. And the architect at the end, I think that was the most crucial part. That was confusing as hell. It's still confusing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It's okay. confusing. That, yeah, that, that's where they, that's where they went. They kind of, so, you know, they, they went a little, they veered to the left a lot in this movie. They veered to the right a lot in this movie. When that architect came, they just said, F it, we're going all the way over. We're going all the way over to the next lane. Because I, I wasn't sure, like, what he was... I kind of get what he was getting at, where it, the Matrix just... He, he made the Matrix. It's not perfect, but he's going to... It, there's always going to be the one. And he goes through the one door, it's just going to reboot itself. He goes through the other door, it's just going to be... He can save Trinity, but I'm not sure if you meant like there was going to be destruction, but it just seemed like it was a constant, I don't know, thing. But you find out the Oracle is the mother of the Matrix, which is cool. That was like the only part that I kind of got out of all of that. But it was so confusing. And then now we're at the end. The Sentinels are coming. And Neo probably does the most shocking thing out of everything in this movie. Just as like I can feel him, and he did exactly like what he did at the end of the first one. But yeah, inside the real world, he just stuck out his hand and was like, "No," and like took down all those sentinels. Yeah, that was yeah, that was probably the most impressive part about this movie. I'm not gonna lie about the second one. That probably was out of like seeing that Neo now has that ability outside in the real world. Yeah. Where he's able to kind of manipulate what these, the, I guess, whatever type of energy source is powering these machines. He's able to manipulate that now to destroy them. 
So that again, that was like, okay, that's another layer to this, right? They just added another layer. And we see that, uh, cause remember in, in this movie here, they had a plan to try to stop, to try to either stop or slow down that army of Sentinels that's coming yeah. to destroy Zion. But you know, the, the, uh, now Smith character that's, uh, what's he, he took over the dude now. I forget his name. Well, he takes over Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they take over Bane, and then you know Bane, I guess, self uh, sets off the EMP and, and messes up the whole plan and gets some slaughter and survives it. So now at the end, the very end, where it says, you know, to be concluded, you see Neo, and then on the opposite side of him, you see his opposite, his negative. You see yeah. Smith, which is disguised as Bane. Yeah, because so, actually, I was just looking at my notes. The only thing that I got out of all this was when he was talking to the architect is this is just one big kind of like Atari game. Yeah, it's a game. It's it, all a game. Is but, but like in the sense of Atari, there is no next level. It just, right. It's just the same level and it restarts maybe at a... Yes. I don't know if this stuff is going to start at exactly like an Atari game where it's a higher difficult, but it's just your same screen over and over again but it's just going to restart. It's going to restart. It's going to restart. That was like the only thing I got out of that whole entire speech. And another thing with that though. So basically what we learned in that, in that, cause I had to watch this, like it took me about like the 20th time I watched this movie for me to finally, like maybe even more, more than that to finally get what happened there. So basically what I took out of it was that the same thing happened before. So the one reached the architect to try to save Zion because this is the prophecy. This is what it's said to do. He reached the prophecy, right? This is what they've been, they've been basically told what they need to do. And then all the other ones decided to save Zion by pretty much restarting all of the events and basically started from scratch. And then here we are again. So that happened, what, like six other times, seven other times? Yeah. So Neo was the first one to not go through that door because Neo is the first one, literally the first one, to kind of understand that this game isn't going to end by me going through that door. I have to choose this other path. And yes, it's going to be the harder path. It's going to be the more difficult path. But this is going to be the actual path to salvation. Now, we don't understand that just yet in the second movie. But once we get through the third movie, yeah, and then once they're yeah at the end, now we understand that. Now we get that. So let's uh let's move on to the third movie right here. Do you know what happened to Neo? He is trapped in a place between this world and the machine world. The one extends beyond this world. It reaches from here all the way back to where it came from. Where? The source. That's what you felt when you touched those sentinels. Everything that has a beginning has an end. I see the end coming. I see the darkness spreading. And you are all that stands in his way. 
He's going to have the power to destroy this world, but I believe he won't stop there. He can't. He won't stop until there's nothing left at all. Tonight, the future of both worlds will be in your hands or in his. So here we are at the third movie, which I never realized. Did you know that they were released in the same year? Just like. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It was uh, to be concluded. It was like six months later. I remember that. Yeah. So we're on to the Matrix Revolution. Revolutions. Uh, this one. It's so weird. It's like I have like. Like, my brain just wants me to forget this movie every single time. Before we started this, I remember telling you that I watch this movie, I'll watch this movie every couple of years because I can't remember how it ends, but I don't want to talk about the ending yet, but it's something that I don't know if it blends in with the other one because they're so close to part, or apart, and that you could have just made one big, like, Snyder Cut four-hour movie out of these two, <laughs> but that probably wouldn't have been as profitable. But we start, this one gets real freaky because we learn about a limbo, kind of a limbo world or like a purgatory. Yes. Where it's uh, the, the train station. And that's where Neil went to. Like he's not in a coma. His soul is stuck in between the real world and the matrix world. And he's mm-hmm. got, and he's got to try and get to the real world through the train man who works for the Frenchman. That they- oh, we didn't even talk about the Frenchman. And uh, oh, I got to show him some love. I got to show him some love. Okay, we could talk about the Frenchman now because, like I said, these movies, it's it, it's me, pretty much one big movie. You're right. You're right. It's one big movie. It could have been one yeah. big movie, and everything would have been fine. And I don't know why. The only reason why I can think they separated them because they didn't want a four and a half, five hour long movie. Yeah, like the standard now today for a blockbuster, right? <laughs> and it also equals more money to have two different movies, right? Yeah, yep. So, but the, it, they they blend. They just blend these two. Yeah. But if you want to show love for the Frenchman, show love for the Frenchman. Right. So, the, like you were saying, like you was just stating, Matrix Revolutions is pretty much just the conclusion of the full the basically Matrix Reloaded. It's what like the full movie, and they honestly could have just made one big movie, but you know it's a different time back then, and they split them up into two, which they came out six months apart, which is perfect timing for me if you're going to go ahead and do something like this, right? Yeah. Now with the uh the the, what, the interesting thing about that purgatory world that we discover, so Neo 
when he does the thing at the end of Matrix Reloaded where he fills the Sentinels, he stops them. He goes to that world. He passes out. He goes to that world. And we didn't know that at the time where it happened. But then in this movie, we understand, like, we figure out, okay, yeah, he's in that world now. Now, this world is created and pretty much manufactured and owned by the dude called the Train Man, yeah. right? So the Train Man is pretty much able to move you from basically one side of the world or one different per- section of the Matrix to another through this purgatory world, through his train system. And this, and he works for the Frenchman, who we learn is, like, what is he? Like, he was, like, I don't, I, he's like a, a step below the Oracle and, like, a step below, like, Smith, I assume, and the architect. Like, he's, like, just, like, a, a like, if you rank it, like, God tiers, he's, like, like, a third tier God, maybe, or something like that. I don't know. Like, is he above Neo as well? He's able to kind of capture him and put him in his purgatory world. So is he above, like, just as notch above Neo? That was always interesting. That's always interesting to me. And I'm still always having that conversation. But anyways, anyways, I'm getting off track. So then the Frenchman we see um, in the in the second movie, he has, like, I, I still don't understand his concept. But anyway, he owns a key maker. He, he has a lot of power. Uh, he kind of does whatever he wants to do. He captures Neo. He holds him hostage. And then Trinity, Morpheus, and then um, Seraph, they go to save Neo uh, because they know they have to go through the Frenchman to do it. This was an interesting thing. So when they get to the Frenchman's club and they kind of just, you know, walk through it after shooting up the entrance or whatever, they get to him. And he's saying that for me to give you your savior, I want you to give me the Oracle's eyes. Because yeah. I want to see like the all-knowing future. I want to see everything that's going to be happening. And what did the Oracle say? What do all men with power want? More power. So mm-hmm. that's what this this Frenchman computer program wants. He wants more power. Um, but he kind of understands how desperate Trinity is to get Neo back out of the aka uh the power of love, right? And his wife explains that to him. Now, the most interesting thing I found interesting about that one is not that, okay, Trinity loves him so much that she's willing to die for this man. Is that this dude is a computer simulation and he doesn't want to die. Like, that's a very interesting concept to me where it's like, yo, he's a computer simulation and it's still with the, like, he still has the feelings and like the, the, you know, still can be scared and things of that nature there where it's like, yo, I don't want to die right now. So here, take your boy back. I'm good. That, that, is, that was kind of interesting as well. Cause that was the big question is, is he just an, like, I know he's pretty much just another program and he just creates things. Cause I remember in the first or in the second one, I'm sorry, he talks about making the cake. Yes, and yes. everything else. And that that was an interesting concept. In this one, he didn't have that big of a big of a role, but they do they do get him back and they don't have to get the Oracle's eyes. I don't think they could have done that. I think they would have just straight like shot him. They couldn't have done it. No. They couldn't have, yeah, yeah. The Oracle, she she gets she gets taken over by Smith. <laughs> Even no. if they agreed. That's not until later on, though. Right, right. But Neo comes back and Neo visits her and she's different. It's a different. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. 
I don't know why they did that. I don't know the significance in it. They acknowledged that too. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if the actor died from the first one to the second one, but yeah, maybe they couldn't come to agree uh, like contract agreements or something. And something happened. Yeah. Something happened. But they tried to they tried to spin it as much as they could. They did a decent job doing it, in my opinion. Which you could have done it, done it in this movie easily. It's not like an Iron Man where all of a sudden you see Terrence Howard and then and right, then, you know, that, that's that's a, that's a right big, big difference in acting style and everything. Like yeah, you know, don't look nothing alike. No, 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 no. Uh, but the, you could get away with it because you know it's a computer program. It's gonna it can morph, it can change, it can do different things. Right, but the. They get Neo back. They go to visit her. Uh, still, really, no, no answers. Like everything's just like, I'm not gonna lie. I've never done it, but sometimes I feel like you gotta be on straight acid to understand some of this stuff. And I'm sorry if there's, a kid, <laughs> but I, that's just that's just how, oh, I, how I felt. Like my brain doesn't gravitate or you can't like wrap my head around everything. So it, it just seems like everything. You know what it reminds me of. Reminds me of uh, you get in trouble as a kid, and your mom's like talking to you about choices, and you know you made this choice. So that it, that's all it reminds me of is a big giant lecture about choices. <laughs> so and, the, and it just continues from there. Uh, <laughs> oh, I never heard somebody explain it that way, but that is that's a good perspective. I like that. Come on, I like we, that. We've all been in it. We've all gotten in it. One big choice. Yeah. Just one, one, move, one giant movie about choices. That's all it is. But when he comes, when he comes back, and this is where he gets. This is where. This is good action. I'm not gonna lie. This is kind of cool action because it's different. Because now we see more action in the real world when they start mm -hmm. bringing out those big mech suits. And yes. Start blasting everything. Yeah. That yeah. Was... They went to war. They went to war. The machines attacked Zion. They tried it there and their defense. This is the last stand. This is that. That was the the. This is humanity's last stand against artificial intelligence. This is basically Terminator. That's you know that's pre that's pretty much the concept that they found one right there. I was gonna. I was gonna mention that one later on. Yeah, yeah, they they bit Terminator. That was that's what that was. That was definitely a, like a a reference towards like okay, yeah, this is the end of salvation, and this is our last stance right here. And they fought like what what the, everything that they had at that point, right? Yep. Like that, like that's that's just builds another like aspect to that drama, like the drama aspect of it. Like, man, this is your last stand right here. If you guys don't survive this, you, you, like it's over. Humanity is over. Computers win. Your batteries for life, forever. Because the what is it? The logo, logos. It's or no. Neo takes the logos because he's going to fight. He's going to. He's going to the machine world. He's going to machine world. But in Zion, they got that hammer that comes through, and the only thing that kind of saves them is the e they activate the EMP. It gives yep. them a little bit more time to get. To get resituated and regroup because I remember the one part where they're like, "We gotta hold the dock." <laughs> the so we already lost like, the dock. Yeah, yeah, we already lost the dock. The that dock was good dialogue right there. Because man, he said, "How about how about when they was talking to the council?" 
And then, uh, like, there's, like, what are our options? And the captain, like, man, if it feels up to me, every man, woman, and, ch- and child will have a gun up in their hands and marching yep. their way up to the front lines. Like, yo, man. And it's like, yeah, good thing it's not up to you. That joint was – that's intense, man. That was intense. Some situation going on there. Woo-wee. But the, the hammer comes through, saves the day, and then we get into the logos where now Neo has to fight – uh, that Bane dude in the real world because they're yep. starting to find out he's killing people. Yeah. Fights Bane or Agent Smith. Smith. Yeah. They did a pretty good job of taking that dude and making him kind of sound like Smith, but in that guy's own voice. Bane, the the actor that played Bane, I don't even know the dude's name. I should look him up right now. But that actor did a hell of a job portraying agent smith in the real world he did a hell of a job doing that i gotta give kudos to that i gotta give kudos to that ian bliss good ian good job by you ian yeah (laughs) i don't think what else he was yeah he don't play too much other stuff Uh, i mean superman returns in 2006 but that was not that great of a movie Ooh. He didn't do too good, but he did good. Yeah, that movie, two thumbs down. He did. He did good with the Smith character. I gotta give him that. Uh, they they fight. Neo is blinded, and that was kind of cool. That was nasty. Yeah, that was nasty. Well, what was cool about because when he was blinded, and then he started looking for him. Yeah, and and you could see Smith or Bane or whatever, Smith Bane, I guess we could call him, was like, I'm going to knock you out with this pipe. Uh-huh. And then he just straight, ducked, he ducked. And then it was like on from there and he took that dude out. And it was like, oh my goodness, he can see. Like, it reminded me of the Daredevil movie when rain would hit. Yeah. It, that's yeah. how you kind of like see is going through yeah. that, like the heat vision. So yeah. Star Trek The Next Generation, Jordy LaForge. They just, and they kind of just doubled down again on the fact that Neo is the one of one. Like, he's the one of one. He's able to see, again, like, I don't know, I don't want to call it just, like, like electricity. Like, he's able to see that Matrix life, like, that power, like, their, their aura, their, their, their life force he's able to see that life force that powers the matrix in these machines and i was also powering smith and he's able to see that in the real world like i'm like yo that's crazy and he's able to once they got to this, the the uh, city of machines he's able to see everything like I, I can see and feel literally every little bit of power in everything like yo that gotta be Whew, that's a, that's got to be overwhelming. Yeah, bro, you're right. They had to be on acid to come up with this concept. Like you, like you had to be on some type of hard drug to even think of some stuff like this. Oh, it's it's because it's out there. Because even when he goes, it was a into the machine world, and he's flying, and all those missiles get shot at him. He stops all those, and then mm-hmm. that I think that was the coolest part was he was like, because no one's seen the actual sun. You got to think right. of hundreds of years and he's like, go above and Trinity flies it above. Yeah. And then she sees the sun. And I think that's the only thing you could say was what she said was, and she was like, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of crazy as well. That's pretty much the last thing that Trinity, Trinity sees before she dies. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. her, that is her, her last moment. 
Like, so you get to enjoy this actual piece of life. You get to enjoy, um, you know, what, what is keeping literally the whole, the whole, that whole galaxy alive is that, that sun. So you finally see that you've never seen that before in your life. You're probably the only one to see it and probably the only, the last person to ever see it. So yeah, that's, that was kind of dope as well. Yeah, that was. I agree. I agree, hundred percent on that. Yeah, and then this is where, once again, it gets super confusing. I know he's got a face is negative. He goes, gets plugged back into the matrix by. Just felt like they could have done better with the AI. But listen, that so this is so crazy, because this virus, the virus known as Smith, he has become so powerful that. The machines that created this program is now becoming more powerful that the machines can't contain it. And now he's threatening to take over not only the real world and like the, uh, the matrix world, but now also the machine world as well. Like that is how strong Smith is becoming by spreading throughout the matrix and then also having the power to leak out into the real world as well. That is how strong this dude has became. And the machines world, the machine world, like, well, I guess he's like the leader, like the God or whatever, the, the captain, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Whatever it was, he is so desperate. He's turned into the only third, the only thing that can stop uh, this, 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 this virus right now in Smith. And that's Neo. Like that's how desperate he was. And then the only thing Neo want is peace. Like, yo, I want you to stop this war. I want to stop fighting. And if I do this for you, it's over. Now that I'm like reading the whole after the fight thing, on Wikipedia, it makes it makes way more sense to me that he he had to assimilate them to be able to delete them. After, yeah. After after that whole fight, and then pretty much from there, it, it goes. You know, Zion saved. Uh, I guess the Matrix is rebooted because the architect and the Oracle are in the park. That yep. girl makes the uh, makes the sunrise, and then yep, Sati. That is the end of the Matrix trilogy right there. So a little bit of things. Like I said, going through Wikipedia, I found out that Gloria Foster, the the, the Oracle that played played the Oracle in the first and second film, she died RIP before completion of the third film. Ah. Uh, she did look a little sickly in that in the uh Matrix Reloaded. She did look sickly. So RIP to the original Oracle. RIP Gloria. Yeah, that's. Don't worry about the vase. <laughs> that that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. But looking back on this as a trilogy, I it, it's it's okay. <laughs> mm. If I'm gonna base it around other trilogies, it's. It's okay. It had its points. It's kind of fun. Am I going to go back and watch this? Watch all three again? Ever? I'm not going to lie. Probably not. Unless one, of my, uh, unless one of my kids are like, let's watch The Matrix. I probably will never touch this trilogy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Why? It just... If, if I'm going to look at it as a trilogy and a story... I'm looking at the trilogies that I grew up with and okay. other trilogies of that time. Uh, so the big one, 
the original Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is what I hold every other trilogy up to. Okay, okay, that is like that. That is like the pedestal. Uh, if we were tiering top tier, right there. Uh, so, is it there? No, definitely not in my mind. Not with the not with the. the I'm gonna say it. The original Star Wars trilogy, not the mm-hmm. prequels, not this one. Now, the original does not. I don't even think I hold the candle to that. I'm also gonna look at Back to the Future. I don't think this stuff holds a candle to a Back to the Future. Oh. Okay, like it, it to me. And I'm looking at a bunch of different ones because, like I said, I brought up different trilogies to kind of dog my memory. It's not with the Godfather trilogy. It is, come on, even the Toy Story. First three Toy Stories I would rather watch over the Matrix. Wow. The Lord of the Rings trilogy I would rather put into this because I just feel like it's... Like, it, it felt so hard after that first movie where a lot of these other ones got better. Actually, I'm not going to... The Godfather trilogy is hard because I hate Godfather 3. But it, it's it's up... It's like that, though, where I just felt... It, it fell so hard. I'd rather watch the first three Indiana Jones than watch mm. this. I don't know if because I'm older mm. and those mean a little bit more to me. But those are... On, on the list I'm looking at, the Matrix trilogy is nine. But... There's still other. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch the whole Alien trilogy than watch the Matrix mm-hmm. trilogy. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. these are these are these are where I'm. I put it up to. Pirates of the Caribbean. They're kind of in the same boat with me. I'd rather watch the Die Hard trilogy. Give me the good old Die Hard trilogy. I mess with Die Hard. I mess with Die Hard. Man, the only one I can really agree with you, bro. And uh, listen, we we of course we're going to differ in opinion on these here. Yeah. But um, the Star Wars one I get like Star Wars is pretty much a religion in 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 life. So people people practically have adopted Star Wars as like a way of living. So I can get that. Like I I can get the like you. Can, it's hard to beat Star Wars. Those other ones that you mentioned though, man, like Matrix is right behind Star Wars for me. It's it's right there. It's it's like in terms of like the storytelling, like you can always go back and rewatch it. Like it ages well. You can watch it from when it came out until now and it's still like an excellent excellent movie the way it's shot like every the special effects and all of it there um yeah oh man you hurt my heart you hurt my heart Andrew I just feel like it fell off like that first one was so impactful like I remember watching it going this is amazing this is awesome mind-blowing sitting there at school thinking to myself do i even need to do this like i said (laughs) and then as i watch it today the first one is still good and then i get i got to the second one then the third one and i feel like it just keeps on falling off like i said it just seems like that third one like my brain is like programmed through the matrix probably to Mm -hmm. just to forget like i completely forgot even about the last thing i always remember before I rewatch this is her looking at the sun. I forgot about the fight with Smith. I forgot about the ending on the bench. Mm. <laughs> These are all things that I just forgot about because I don't, I just, at certain points, I don't know if it's because I think I wanted it to end differently or something, 
Yeah, you know what? I will agree with you on that one. The third one, the last one, they could have definitely took it at a different angle to wrap it up. Like the final, the final battle with Smith. I think they kind of overdid it with that one. Like, okay, they're you know he's they're dressed in rain or they're dressed in all black. They're fighting in the rain. Like I, I, I get all the effects. You, you know, you want to make it like the the dark and eerie final battle scene and stuff like that. But like, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, I wish I would have been like, you know, like indoors or something like that. Like on a rooftop maybe. And then like the flying around fighting each other stuff. That was a little bit too much. That was a little bit too much right there. I felt like, like again, it, it, it's, I'm not going to say that it's not, I don't know how to put this where I don't sound like, like cynical a-hole, but the, 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 the negative, the light in the dark. That that's always something in a movie. So that was always something like there, and then the Matrix, the, his power within the Matrix and outside, it just reminded me of the Force <laughs> with Star Wars, where yeah. he'd just be like, nope, and just stop things. You know, mm-hmm. it, in the newer one with Kylo Ren, when he just stops the beam and he's like, yeah, it, that's what yeah. it got me into. But I just felt like what they captured in the first one they just didn't stick with it and they were like we're going to appeal to we're going to appeal more with the action and the fighting like that whole key master thing that what just felt like that took way too long just way way too long you know like oh my goodness is this going to end i want more i felt like it needed dialogue like you can have action but it needs dialogue that's what makes you know I think Star Wars is really good, and I think that's where a lot of the the prequels kind of fell, and these other ones is it's got to be a balance, right? You got to have a good balance, course, or even in this, you know, it's got to be a balance between your action and your dialogue and explaining, and it just got way too confusing. I know there's probably some people out there that are going to be like, "What do you mean it's confusing?" But to me, it was kind of confusing what was going. Well, what the matrix was, what was going on. I understand pretty much what it was, but how to end it. And it's just came out to be a game constantly. And like I said, going through it, just each, each movie didn't get better. The only other thing I could think of that goes with it is I recently watched, I don't know if you've ever watched all the like old mad, mad max. Uh, not the old ones. No. Okay. I, I watched like all three of those because I watched them as a kid and I'm noticing now if I watch something as a kid, other than like Star Wars and Back to the Future, it just blends together. Yeah. So I watched all three of them. First Mad Max, really good. The road, the second one, really good. But then the third one, Beyond the Thunderdome, it was good, but it wasn't like really good. And I felt like that right. just fell off. I think if you're going to make a really good trilogy, it's got to either get better or it's got to be on the same length. Not to say Witcher yeah. 3 was was like totally awesome. But you look at you look at Lord of the Rings, you look at Star Wars. That was all escalated. Some people say Empire Strikes Back is better than the original. And they all got Yeah, yeah, I see really, that. Really 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 good. And this one I just feel like it just started like declining, declining fine and like i wanted more explanations not more flighty 
See, that's where, again, we disagree there as well. Because I feel like, you know, it reached a certain peak with the first one. And then with the second one, it kind of just flatlined. It kind of just, it kind of just, just tailed off. Like I never felt that it took me down a slope where it's like, okay, you, you completely lost me. Like they always kept the story that the story was always expanded, but it never went. It never like jumped to a, like a different story or nothing of that nature there. Like they, the, the way that they was able to tell this story, it, it all fit together. And I feel like it all came full circle from the first movie to the last one. So that's why I feel like they did an excellent job there in telling that story and completing that story. I felt like the dialogue was there just enough because I feel like they did the, like, but most of the talking that they needed to do was done in the first one. And then they did the amount of talking that they needed to do to explain what was going on in the second one. And I felt like the third one, they probably did too much talking in the third one, honestly. Because the third one was pretty, it was a lot of dialogue. Very, very, it was probably like, four, like what, four action scenes? Like there's a, the big war, obviously. There's like the big war. There's the final battle scene. There's like the in the club scene where Morpheus and Trinity and uh, whatchamacallit, Surf was fighting to get to the Frenchman. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much, that's pretty much it in terms of like the action scenes there. So they did a lot of dialogue, I think trying to make up for the dialogue in the, in the second one. So they kind of balance each other out because it's pretty much just one big movie, like we said. Like the first, the second one, and the third one, it's kind of just they all congruent with one another. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, man. I, to me, it's but not- I do, I do get what you're saying. Though. I, I can understand. I can see how you came up with uh, your your thought process with with how you explained it. I can definitely yeah. see that. Okay, look at, like I said, I got the nostalgic and the sentimental value of like a back to the future um what else is there uh did i say you know the original star wars mad max indiana jones i think that might trump it a little bit more where you're younger and you, you didn't grow up with it. you didn't grow up with indy right you didn't grow up with indy you didn't grow i mean it might have been introduced but it wasn't something that you were like hey back to the future um, right the last that, one those those movies not to cut you i'm sorry those movies so like in comparison like your your back or uh your star wars and like i love star wars as well but like matrix would be to me what star wars is to you and like uh let's say i don't know like let's say jurassic park to me would be like what back to the future is to you something like that you know what i'm saying like those type of movies there 90s late 90s early 90s like like the 2000s those, like you said that's what i grew up on compared to what you grew up on as a kid growing up so yeah that makes sense yeah but it's still the i still don't say even touches the lord of the rings oh yeah yeah you did say that too lord I mean, of the ring yeah lord of the rings i think that's a lord of the taste lord of the it is it is lord of the rings is good like i you know you first of all you got to be into that stuff right you got to yeah. be into the fantasy type world um, you got to be into like trolls and dungeons, like that Dungeons and Dragons type stuff. You got to be into that. Um, but if you are into that, yeah, Lord of the Rings is special. Like Lord of the Rings um, is very, very special. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that as well. I can see, I feel like, like it's, it's a couple of different bases. Like you have like your Star Wars base, you have like your Matrix base, you have like your Lord of the Rings base. 
they all will have like a certain following that's going to argue to the death like yo this movie is the greatest trilogy compared to that trilogy like they're all going to have that following i think mm-hmm. lord of or yeah because the only ones that they list on this list this is uh empire online they did 33 i'm just going to read it up to the matrix the matrix or their top 10 of what they felt are the greatest trilogies of all time I'll go from like one all the way down. Is uh, Lord of the Rings is number one. That one, eh, uh, the original Star Wars is two. Back to the Future is three. Toy Story is four. Love Toy Story. The Godfather, Toy Story is elite. Yeah. <laughs> the Godfather Toy Story is elite. The Godfather is five. Uh, the Bourne trilogy is six. I've never seen anything past the Bourne identity. Yeah, Bourne trilogy wasn't all that great. But okay. The Indiana Jones is seven. Uh, the Dollars trilogy with Clint Eastwood, Fistful of Dollars, a few dollars more, The Good, the Bad, the Ugly. That's number eight. The Matrix hits nine. And 10 is The Evil Dead. Evil Dead. I remember that game. <laughs> I've never seen the movies. That's, a, that's a interesting. Very interesting. The first one I've ever seen of that one was. Uh, I do believe it was Army of Darkness because he had a chainsaw for his hand and it was on pay-per-view. But it's, yeah. It's pretty good. But, okay. okay Who, so, what, what website was that? What? Uh, EmpireOnline.com. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, well, obviously I disagree, but again, 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 to each his own. That's, that's why we do this. Yeah, man. Listen, I appreciate you allowing me to come on here and just rant about the Matrix for an hour. Like, I don't get to do that. (laughs) That's that's something I don't get to do too often. Like, I started talking to my girl about it. She tuned me out after about two minutes. So I appreciate you. Oh, I understand that feeling. My wife thinks I talk absolute nonsense on here. So Yes. But here's the question. Uh, December 22nd of 2001 is the untitled fourth Matrix film. Do we need a fourth Matrix film? No, they should just leave it alone. But I am going to watch it, duh. Like, I, I got to watch it. But still, it's just one of those things there. You did the original trilogy. You did it within a perfect time span. Like, you did it within five years of one another. Like, you know, the, the first one came out in 99 and the, the four years, excuse me, and the other two came out in 2003. So you did it in a perfect time frame where it was still fresh. It wasn't stale. You let the nostalgic factor build up. You know, everybody was talking about it, things like that. You come out with the next two, and now you're going to come out with another one basically 20 years later. Like, don't do that. Don't don't be another back to America, coming to America, excuse me. Um, just just leave it alone. But 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 it's already coming out. It's already starting to get filmed. And, uh, of course, I'm going to watch it. And, uh, I, I you know, keep my expectations low, though. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'll... I'll probably watch it just to see, kind of, but just let sleeping dogs lie. I look at this as a big giant cash grab. You know, this is definitely something unless it's on HBO, HBO Max or something. This is not something I'm gonna be chomping at the bit to go to the movie, right? Or like I'll, I'll wait. It's for sort it. of like it's sort of like uh, like with the Jurassic Worlds. Like the, the the Jurassic Worlds, it's like oh okay, you know I love Jurassic Park, I love that trilogy as well, but. Um. Yeah, like I'm not too looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm I'm gonna go watch it because it's, it's it's Jurassic Park. Like, come on, there's dinosaurs eating people. Who don't want to see that? Also, real quick, um, John Wick. 
John Wick 1, 2, and 3, that is a very underrated trilogy. That is a low-key elite trilogy. In terms of like action, like action, like just specifically the concept of the action movies, John Wick 1, 2, and 3 is an excellent action movie trilogy. Like yeah. just literally two hours of overkill is that what those movies are. It's so beautiful to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Because the story is simple and you can do that. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the one thing. Very about, simple. This is a you know, to talk about the Matrix once again. Is this is a complex story? Very complex. We need very complex. We need answers, not you can, but that's the thing though. Like that's what makes it great for me. We can you can do a podcast about it and literally talk about and they just come up with different theories and concepts. Like we can go to church about this. You can legit do that. Same thing. Like that's what makes a great trilogy. That's why Star Wars is so great. You can go to church about Star Wars. You can. You can. I've I've seen some crazy, crazy things out there that's going out with Star Wars. But yes. I'm looking at the cast and they don't even have Morpheus on here. Yeah, that's gonna be a dud. They don't have Morpheus, but Jada Pinkett Smith's coming back as Niobe. The, the only ones the only people that I can recognize is I don't even know who this guy is. He was in one of the movies. Oh, the Frenchman is gonna be back. I kind of figured he's a popular character. That's okay. They, they got to bring back Agent Smith. That's shocking if they're not bringing back Morpheus. That's ridiculous. No Smith. I don't see any Hugo Weaving in here. Uh, I don't. I don't see him. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu what's Reeves his name? You say Smith. Hugo Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, I believe his name is. He is awesome. I like him. He he was a uh, he was excellent in uh, V for Vendetta as well. Oh, that's a that's a great that's a very underrated movie. That is a lot of people don't like that movie. I love it. I love that movie. Yeah, I fell in love with that movie the first time I seen it. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. I do believe if I'm not saying his name right, don't don't get mad. his diet like his monologues like his he he's a, a king of monologues in movies. Like anytime he gives up, like you give him a good minute or two minutes to go ahead and just just like give a speech, mm-hmm. he he nails it every time. Him and then also uh ah, I forget his name. He played in uh Inglorious Bastards. Um the, the the German. Oh you know what I'm talking about. I can't think yeah. of his name. I know what you're talking about because in the very beginning he he cut me out. he cut my mind in cut my mind in the movie for that one. That movie that scene was intense, bro. But yeah, he's excellent. He's another one. Because uh yeah, but the I don't see how you're going to be able to do it without Morpheus and they're going to probably explain Morpheus died or something crazy. And right. I'm, yep, looking I at see that a, I'm looking at this as a big cash grab. Yeah. I'm the I'm, I'm, same way. So I'm looking at it the same way. Same as like, you know, another, like they came out with the star Wars trilogy, another, no. another one of those, another cash grab. Like I'm good, <laughs> but I'm going to watch it. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I ain't gonna like it, maybe, but I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> watch it, I hate it. You gotta at least give it a try. It's like broccoli; it's vegetables. Right. <laughs> coming out with new movies for an old trilogy for an adult is like trying vegetables as a kid. You may not like it, but you better you better eat it because you know you have to. Seriously. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and doing this retrospective with me on the Matrix trilogy, even though we. It's opened my eyes to how I truly feel about the Matrix trilogy. 
Sorry, we don't have the same things, but hey, man, it's all good. Yeah. Listen, he's able to have the conversation. This is what it's all about. We yeah. go in, we give our opinions on it. You know, I learned something. You know, you you kind of open my eyes to a couple of things. You couple, open my eyes to different perspectives of it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I did the same for you. You did. You did. I can understand. See, I can understand where you're coming from with it and where I'm coming from with it. And I think it's just the big difference is like a generational gap. Yeah. If I, if I didn't have all those other trilogies from like the eighties, I'm pretty sure I would have been, I would be on the same boat as you. Yeah. I feel you. But I have cool characters like Indiana Jones to grow up with. So <laughs> Indiana Jones. Indy was the man. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> oh, you. you haven't lived until you watched an Indiana Jones movie. I did like the video game. I did enjoy the video game a lot. No, you got to watch the movies. You got to watch Raiders. You got to watch Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. Do not watch Crystal Skull because that's absolutely horrible. (laughs) But thank you for coming on. Anything you want to plug, talk about? No, man, just keep doing your thing, man. I, I I love coming on these and talking with you, bro. These are always a good time. Um, Yeah, just keep doing your thing, man. Let's plug you. Yeah. Andrew Lenz, man, the man. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you for coming on. It's good. You know, you you laid the seed for doing this. You were like, I want to talk about the Matrix, and I was like, you know, that's that's a cool little topic because I always, like I said, I always forget the end of the last one, and my brain just wants me to forget it. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a chance. I'm gonna dive into it and see how I feel about it. So what's mm-hmm. it for you? I probably would never have sat down in all three of these. So I got to give you appreciation. Thank you. All right, man. Until next time. Yep. <laughs> and thank everybody. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. And you can catch new episodes of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? Every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, as well as bonus episodes every Friday on the Helium Radio Network at 7 p.m. Go check out the Facebook page. Uh, we're on Instagram and also YouTube retro gameplay uh, this week in pop culture history review. Go check those out as well. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.